I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to yet another episode of the Summers Time Podcast. This is the coronavirus check-in. Um, we did an episode before that we talked about coronavirus, and uh, we thought we would kind of check in after a number of days of being on self-quarantine slash lockdown. So, and why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us in? Our previous episode, we walked through how we were coming to terms with the situation and some ideas that we had for how we wanted to manage staying at home and and parenting to the kids and such. And so we thought we would check in and see how those plans were going and what's been working, what hasn't been working, how we're going to make some adjustments and just our overall feelings. So I would say first and foremost, the big thing for us has been we want to come out of this stronger mm-hmm. um i literally want to be physically stronger yeah i, I know you <laughs> you want to be ripped i think you mentioned that in the last one too but um but i mean it in so many ways we want our family to be stronger um we have more time to work on things that we've always wanted to do so um you know there's a lot of perspectives on it but our overarching goal through this period is we want to come out of this stronger There's an Aristotle quote that I've been thinking about a a lot over the past few days, and it's around the the word excellence. And he says that excellent is not a single single act. It's habits over, you know, many days. And I've thought about that a lot because I think one of the things that we knew going into this and has been validated is the importance of routine. Now, Mm -hmm. at the same time, I think you can overdo routine and structure your day like way too much, but we've definitely put some structure in place that gives us a routine. And I keep thinking to myself throughout this, I like on a daily basis, what are the habits that we need to make sure we're continuing to do and not fall by the wayside Just like when you are training for a marathon, 26 Mm -hmm. miles, and maybe you're not someone who's run all the time. When you first start running, it's you may not be able to get through one mile. And then you keep training and you get down that one mile. Your body gets stronger and yeah, your body gets stronger and everything. Yeah. And I found that um, marathons or other events like that, it's really a mind game. You get your body physically strong and you do this training, but it's so much in the mind about how you perform and and like I remember when I did the marathon I was at mile 15 I was just like oh you know and it's mm-hmm. it's it's such a mental thing and I think I find myself feeling similarly throughout this where I'll wake up in the morning and it'd be so easy just to stay in my pajamas and not do my hair and not do a workout that's mm-hmm. the easy path right and I think about that Aristotle quote or I think about training for a marathon and I just go it's a mental game like it's a mental game. Make sure you do these things. This is important. Even if the easier path is a little to the left, stay the course, do these things. It's important. Yeah. And I I think you're right in the sense of routine, no matter coronavirus or not, routine is what gets me through the day. I mean, and that, that sounds negative. I don't mean it that way, but when we do a workout with the kids in the morning and then they have their breakfast and then Jack and Lily practice the piano and then they get into kind of a little bit of learning time and we're not that crazy on it, but they 
you know, they watch their, uh, their, or they use their tablets to do some e-learning type of stuff. And then we watch a video, but it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could go through our whole day and I'm not going to, but it basically keeps me going like, all right, what's next. And then I know what I need to do. The kids know what they need to do. You know what you're doing. Cause you're in your office you know, on the phone and doing emails and working and whatnot. And I think that's honestly, it's Friday. Now we did the last show on Saturday and I don't feel like I've been cooped up in this house for four or five days, but I have. And that's because this routine that we've been doing has been working out. So you said you didn't want to go through the whole routine, but I actually do. So I want to talk about what we're doing each day, Mm -hmm. just so everyone has context and how we've structured our time. And when we're saying routine, like how intense are we meaning? Mm -hmm. So every day um, we have set our alarms and so we wake up fairly normal. I tend to wake up at 4.15 on uh, normal time. So I'm waking up a little bit later. I'm waking up at 5.30. You're waking up at 6. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm taking my time in the morning for like I journal every morning. I write my goals down. I do. I'll I'll read a book. It's like my time. Um, You take a shower, you get ready. But then we get the kids up and we all go down to the basement and we do a workout together. Mm -hmm. And this has been super fun and the kids love it. They get dressed up. They wear sweatbands. Jane's wearing the same outfit her I, i've been like what do you want to wear today jane she's like i want to wear my workout outfit yeah like, okay go so ahead they're very into it <laughs> and we put on some music that they like and we do just very simple things it's like 10 jumping jacks 10 push-ups hold a plank for 10 seconds that kind of thing right we get through that in like seven minutes and then we do 10 minutes of peloton yoga which i am surprised at how much they're enjoying that um so we do 10 minutes of peloton yoga all together and it's super funny like everyone's falling all over the place yeah including me yeah it's so (laughs) funny and then we do five minutes of meditation which i don't know if that sounds goofy that we're doing it with the kids but i gotta think that's an important thing to do during a time like this where right i i haven't noticed in the kids that they have anxiety or anything like that but man what a good practice to teach yourself to manage your mind absolutely and i as you're doing this and we're all doing this i'm kind of looking around and observing what our kids are doing and i've noticed that jack and lily seem to be pretty into it jane and ellie are they're ages that they're not totally into it yet but they still have fun with it but it's kind of neat because i sit in the back and i i watch jack and lily just really get into this whole thing and they do the yoga poses and then they do the meditation and to your point i think it's helpful because one well one it's routine again so they know what to expect and two the meditation aspect. Uh, my mom has been meditating for decades now, and I always wondered how she was able to make it with six kids. And I now know, having done a little meditation on my own, that if you can manage your mind and just you know chill out for five minutes, 10, 20, whatever, it really does work. And I think it's working for us and for the kids. And we do it in the morning, but it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. It's been really cute. Um, after the meditations almost every single morning, they act surprised that it's ended so early. Yeah, so they want more. After the morning workout, Jim and the kids go up and they get breakfast going. I extend my workout. I do what I would normally do by myself. And then when they are done having breakfast, they um, actually do something that I don't think we mentioned on the podcast previously, but it's something that we added mm-hmm. to the routine, which is we found journals around the house for each of the kids. Oh, yeah. And every morning they write the date on a page. And if they're little, they just draw pictures. If they're older, um, they've been writing down what happened during the day and their thoughts on the situation and everything. And I think that will be really interesting for them to have as they get later in their life and they can see 
um, from a child's perspective, what this, this experience was like, but also it's teaching them writing skills. So I think that's been kind of cool. And then they practice their piano. Um, mm-hmm. And then really for the morning, we just kind of do educational things. There's no structure really to it. There's some e-learning that they've gotten from school. You tend to throw something on from National Geographic. Right, um, which I posted that to Facebook yesterday too for any of my friends. But kind of a pro tip, if you have Disney+, Plus. They own National Geographic, and they have a bunch of really good uh, educational documentary videos on there that the kids actually, they're liking it more than I am, I think, because I'll put it on and they'll just, they'll be glued. Side note, one of the things that they've been really interested in is the Titanic, which is very bizarre and kind of disturbing that they're that interested in a traumatic event when we're going through a traumatic event right now. I don't know. So they're really into the Titanic. And- They've been so into it that Lily has a uh, piano song that she does that's My Heart Will Go On. So she knows the movie exists. Right. And since they've been watching these National Geographic things on the Titanic, they've really been asking to watch the movie. So we kind of <laughs> hem and hawed a little bit, <laughs> but we wound up showing it to them the other night. And like, it was, I don't know, it was a good parenting move. 75% of it was good, but there was the ending where the, the ship is really going down and people are falling off the ship and screaming and <laughs> kids are, you know, that was and uh, language yeah. and I a mean, bit of we, a parent fail. <laughs> we went past the nudity. <laughs> we we did pass that, but yeah. like, we're not recommending that you do that with your kids. We're just sharing like maybe an oops from this week, but it was really it's kind of funny. I think Jack and Lily can understand what's going on, and they and they're the they're the two that are showing the most interest in the Titanic, rightfully so. Jane and Ellie are too young to really understand any of what that means, other than Jane knows what a ship going down is, and I think that that started to kind of freak her out. But it's I will just admit, tragic. Well, it is. It's history, so I love the history aspect of it. But I'm almost forty years old, so I should understand that. Well, I will say though, on the positive side. No one came out having bad dreams or nightmares or anything like that. Everyone slept soundly that night. Well, I was trying to do some serious backpedaling. I'm like, guys, so this stuff doesn't really happen anymore because they learned from this. This was a learning thing. Right. Absolutely. Well, no, you're right. And, and you I laugh, but you're laugh right. laugh about the Titanic, but like, I don't know what we were thinking. Anyway, they they can spit off some some statistics about the Titanic and I think it's good that they're learning about it. It might be a little bit early on, but <sighs> I, I don't anyway. know. Anyway. So um, AM is dedicated to education. And then for lunch, um, I tend to come out of my office. We um, have lunch together. We try to get outside at this point. And then when we get back home, the afternoon is open for them to play. So yeah, whether quiet that's- time. Yeah, it's quiet time part of it. And then they can run around, they can Mm -hmm. play board games, they can be on their devices. And then the end of the day, I try to organize some area of the house. Like one thing I would just love is to come out of this with all the spaces that drive me and us nuts that they're organized. So I've actually really been enjoying that. Plus something to be said for like organized environment, organized mind. So we do that, we do dinner, and then um, we've been doing a board game each night or we'll watch a TV show with the kids. So that's generally the gist of the day. And it's been working really well. I think it's technically block scheduling. I've heard some people refer to scheduling that that way. Is that what they call it? Block scheduling would be like over the morning, you're going to do education. It's not like from nine to nine 20, we're going to do 
this science project in 920 to 940. We're going to do right. this it's not that crazy math equation. Yeah, it's not that intense. Um, so I think that's allowed us to feel like we're able to be spontaneous, but that there's some structure. So that is the schedule. And I've got to say, like you, you mentioned in the beginning, our vibe as parents has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been shocked at the kids vibe. I thought for sure they were going to go nuts. Yeah. And like, they'd be complaining about things. When can we do this? You know, I'm bored, that kind of thing. And they, they've been great. They've been great. Like they, they definitely have a sense of adventure about it all. It's like the unknown and what are we going to do next? And I can tell that they're enjoying our focus on them a little bit more and we're Mm -hmm. not focused on them the entire day, certainly, but like when we go down for those morning workouts, they are smiling like they love it. They they lead us off. They count. It's very funny. I think they, they like the anticipation of something to do. And, and what you just said right there, I think, holds true. They are really enjoying whether they'll admit this or not. They're really enjoying the time together, I think. And we're because I don't think and this is going to sound bad. I don't think we've spent this much time together in a good long while. Certainly when we're on vacation, we do. But um, we haven't been on a vacation in a while. So I think they're kind of treating this like that. They, again, they probably wouldn't admit that, but I think they're kind of treating it almost like a vacation. Like, okay, what are we going to do today? Even though it's basically the same thing and it keeps their spirits up. It keeps our spirits up and yeah, everyone's been really good and this has not been that bad. Fingers crossed. So let's actually, that makes everything sound like it's been great, which it has, but let's talk about a few things that have been hard. Mm-hmm. So I found that it took several days to transition into this to feel like, okay, this is how we do things. And um, some of the reasons that it took a little while to transition were a little bit around guilt. So mm-hmm. I found it was hard. Um, like like the kids, they see me in the office. Yeah, I'm working from home. They know I'm working. Right. Um, but when I'm working in the office, like out of our home, I'm out of sight, out of mind. But me being in the office here, like they You're know I'm insight. working. Your <laughs> Yeah, I'm insight. And so that, that at least the first few days, prompted them or triggered them to like want to know. That, yeah. When are you coming out? When are we right. going to do this? When are we going to play? And that made me feel really guilty. Like I have to work. Like I feel bad saying I have to work, which is silly. So um, maybe you can talk about how you talk to the kids about that. Yeah. Well, I'll add one thing before I mention that. I, I actually kind of thought the same thing because you put out a plan, kind of what we just talked about, about our days. And and you almost went, went you didn't do block scheduling completely, but you did kind of time things out just a little bit to give us all an idea of of the timing for the day. One thing that I wasn't totally understanding of was lunchtime, for instance. So on Monday, you had to, you'd put down like, well, 1130 will be lunch or whatever. I thought you were going to come out of your office and join us for lunch and we were all going to do kind of a family lunch. I was mistaken. You told me that you didn't, that wasn't your plan. So, I, okay, all right, well, I, now I have to shift and basically think that until, and this is what I told the kids, I was like, until mom comes out and tells us what to do or or what she's going to do, rather, we are just acting like she is not here, like she's at the office. So I'm taking care of everything the kids are doing. And when you come out, we inquire like, okay, what are you doing now? And you're like, I'm just getting a cup of coffee. I got to jump on a call. Okay, fine. Then just get your coffee and you go back to the office. Um, the kids have come to understand that you are there physically, but they're not going to bother you. And I did tell them, I said, guys, we can't go up to mom's door and knock on the door and say, when are you coming out? Blah, blah, blah. Just leave her alone. Let her do her thing. When she comes out and says, I'm here to do this, whatever this might be, then that is the time that we then all interact. And I think starting with Tuesday, probably, 
maybe Wednesday, that's been working out pretty well. And I think that they've respected you. I've hopefully respected you on that. And, you know, then you've been able to, to really get work done, even though you're physically here and the kids know that. One of the other things that I found has been maybe on the harder side is you feel like you have all this extra time because we've lifted all of these other obligations that we had on our calendar. And now our calendar is like empty aside from my work calendar can be pretty full. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been surprised at the end of the day, how I've been thinking to myself, where has the time gone? Right. I almost feel like there's not enough time still. Um, so I think that's part of the transition and like just being really clear about how you're spending your time. Um, but there's also been times where I find we, may have too much time on our hands where that invites maybe some fearful thinking to come in. So right. where you're overthinking, is my throat scratchy? You've <laughs> you know, and been I don't, doing that a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I don't mean to minimize <laughs> that. Like I don't, I don't mean to make a joke out of it, but it's true. Like, I, like when I'm super busy, you don't really pay attention to the little things, but when we're sitting around and, you know, we've been watching more TV. We, we don't really watch a lot of TV, but this week we've, it's given us the opportunity to watch some more TV and mm-hmm. I'll find my, my mind wandering like, is my throat sore? Is my chest tight? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe it's just anxiety. <laughs> but, um, but I, like, I, I do think that's one of the downsides or one of the harder things that I've noticed this week. Let's talk about some of the things that have been good. We've touched on some of them. The obvious is being unshackled from your obligations. It's given us more time together, um, more time for the things we love. I I have found myself thinking several times this week, like I was made for this. Like you've said that, yeah. I thought that <laughs> I feel was like I've, this I've, is my time. I've stepped into my calling. Like <laughs> oh, we might not pandemic have, <laughs> pandemic. Everything's going to be shut down. Like if I really let my mind go, oh, we have to knit clothing i'm here for it oh we have to bake bread from scratch yes totally my jam i will be in the kitchen you know like Mm -hmm. my family can be really rustic we um have gone in uh, camping and canoe trips for many many years so i'm like we're gonna have to boil water over an open flame you know how to do all this done yeah you've been doing (laughs) it for decades (laughs) i kind of like i don't know I, i think it's interesting or like kind of invigorating to rise to the challenge of a new way of living and in some ways stripping yourself of all these modern day i'll I'll call them obligations or just like things in our lives and bringing it back down to the basics like it's so weird sometimes i appreciate or i enjoy when like the electricity goes out because it's like okay good forces you into that mode i get to practice my skills of figuring out how we're going to eat when we don't have food in a refrigerator. You can't use the microwave. Can't use or, the microwave. You know. Yeah. Like I just, it's like problem solving. It makes me feel like I'm, you know, ex- exercising my critical thinking. Well, and I think it's important to note as well that on top of that, when you say unshackled from obligations, time together, an opportunity to, you know, sharpen your skills. It's important to say that we are very fortunate that we have the ability to do this. There are those that we understand that do not have this ability because they're out of work right now, for instance, with, you know, like restaurants and bars closing down for at least two weeks, probably more, um, those people are out of work. Now, you are fortunate enough to work for a company that they are not laying people off and they're not letting people go and you're you're almost busier than ever. So it's important to note that we are very fortunate that you are able to do that. And I'm at home, as as noted in previous episodes, I'm at home with the kids already. So there's really no change to my lifestyle except 
the kids aren't going to school, for instance. Um, yeah, we're certainly speaking from our own set of experiences and our right. own lens. And there's a lot of people that have different experiences and we feel very fortunate. Um, but, right. you know, we, as we said in the previous episode, we're really trying to see the good in this. Sure. Um, and it's not to, you know, certainly there's hard times through all of this, but we're really trying to stay optimistic and positive. Um, but that does make me um, also want to reflect on um, one of the positives coming out of this is how just the good that's coming out of this from a humanity perspective mm-hmm. and the the ways that people are coming together. I just saw helping out and whatnot. I saw a headline this morning that over a thousand um, retired clinicians have stepped up to help out in mm. New York City. And I, like, I mean, that is just so cool to see and inspiring. Right. Um, I've been seeing some things um, where um, they're looking at using materials to sew reusable masks. And so they're looking for people who can sew. I don't know too many details about that, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, and certainly the people who are offering to help out the elderly and bring them uh, materials. Um, you know, we've we've been trying to do the little bit that we can do here. And it's kind of been, you know, within our own community with offering to help and, um, you know, sending messages and stuff like that. But that is certainly something that's been really good to see and really good for us to show our kids. Yeah. That's a good, you used a good word there, humanity. It's good that people are coming together and helping each other out. That's obviously inspirational for all of us, but certainly the younger generations that this is something that they hopefully will not have to go through in their lifetime again, but it's possible that they will. It reminds me of, and you and I were both alive for this. Our kids were not, but it reminds me of 9-11 when 9-11 happened. I mean, the our country specifically at that time came together. And even though this is a global pandemic, you know, this country is coming together again as well. And we're all just kind of doing what we do and, and trying to be as helpful as possible. And that's very inspirational to all of us. But again, the younger generations that are going to be, you know, they're going to take away a lot from this and they're going to learn. And I think that's great. So one of the other things that I wanted to do was um, share a few things that we did not mention in the previous episode, but we learned through the week and we added to either like a project for the kids or something for us Mm -hmm. to do. So one is um, we have several cousins or friends or family members that we're not able to see right now. So we thought it would be cute for the kids to have pen pals and resurrected you know, an old time thing. I don't think pen pals, no one does pen pals anymore. Everything's electronic, but yeah, yeah you kind of brought this back. Yeah. So they've been writing notes to um, various people and they get very excited about, did they get something in the mail? So mm-hmm. I think that's been kind of cute and fun. Um, we also, um, had them come up with a list of questions and we've done one of these so far, but there's probably several more that we can do, but mm-hmm. to come up with a list of questions for a person that they then interview over the phone. So yesterday um, I have a friend who is a physician's assistant mm-hmm. and they came up with a whole bunch of questions about the coronavirus and the situation and what she's seen. And they got on the phone with her and did like a 20 minute interview and right. they learned a lot and they thought it was really cool. And it, they were pretending they were journalists and I, I learned a lot too. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, we also, I did mention this in the previous episode, but I wanted to Ooh. also mention that we started it is the family book club is happening. Yes. It's <laughs> the books are in, they've come and I guess the reading has commenced. The reading has commenced. Okay. My level of excitement for this is really 
off not the chart. quantifiable. <laughs> um, but um, so we sent a message out to both sides of our family asking if anyone wanted to participate. We're going to do a virtual um, gathering to discuss the book in two weeks. So everyone is tasked with reading the books, the book for the next two weeks. Um, the book we selected is called The One and Only Ivan. And um, everybody has started it. And uh, we're going to come up with a bunch of questions to ask during our book club gathering, but I'm super pumped about that. Another thing that we did, it kind of uh, goes to the pen pal uh, route, but I saw several people say online, it would be cool to draw pictures and send them to people in nursing homes. My grandmother, the kid's great grandmother is um, in a facility and we did like the drawing stuff for her but Mm -hmm. we also had the kids go around with a polaroid camera and take some pictures of themselves and i thought that was kind of fun because they tested out different poses and um i think it'll be neat for her to see actual pictures of them she doesn't have the internet or anything so she can put them up on her wall or something like that so we are going to continue to share with you some of the things that we've been doing um that's where we stand right now um our spirits are in a good place and after one week after one week and um we would have been today leaving for a trip to florida for spring break which we canceled mm-hmm. um and so i'm still taking the time off work as if we were going on spring break so for me personally i'm really looking forward to actual more time with with everybody yeah, personal time yeah so um We'll be in the kitchen a lot. We'll be reading a lot. We'll be knitting a lot. Yeah, you will be knitting a lot. <laughs> and Although Lily Lily does, you've taught her to knit a little bit, so maybe she'll knit. Yeah, and um, we're also going to try to take the next few days to record a bunch of podcasts, so we'll probably be on the do, lookout. Yeah, one a day, and like we said before, we'll be releasing more podcasts, but we have a lot of really good topics that we want to cover, uh, coronavirus-related and also non-coronavirus. Okay, well, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms and uh, stay safe out there.